Hello, colleagues. Hello, friends. Welcome to the unofficial podcast all about Hogswood Cooper Media. If you don't know, Hogswood Cooper is the international conglomerate that owns everything from coal mines to tech startups, news stations to casinos. Now, I don't work for HCM personally. I'm just their number one fan. And with this podcast, I'm on a mission. I want to interview folks who work in every subsidiary of this remarkable company. So join me, won't you? I'm Dean Ardenfeld, and this is The Corporation. the Chief Research Officer for Life Complete Labs Limited, the industry leader in the development, manufacture, and distribution of lethal injection drugs to death row prisons around the world. In his role, he devises new and exciting ways to send murderous criminals to the great beyond, sometimes in painless ways, other times in very painful ways, but always with innovation, wit, and enthusiasm. On weekends, he collects old snakeskins. Please welcome Dr. Jif Tendrils. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, Hello, Dr. Jif Tendrils. Hello. Thanks for being here. So, obviously, we're running into some problems here with, like, Brexit and European trading and everything, and it's been hard to get a hold of the lethal injection drugs that are required to 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 send someone uh, this, on the, their way. The supply chain is as merciless to the death industry as it is to the industry of the living. Dean. Sure, just like I mean, it's COVID nineteen, but even before that, we were having problems with yes. you know with with trade and everything. So, uh, so now you're researching new chemicals and new other ways to to. To, uh, to, what do you, how do you call I don't want to I don't uh, want to say we, kill we, but no well that is the term Dean it we, is uh, we, we look death is straight in the face and you uh, that, I mean not to get onto a too philosophical point here right away but do you feel any compunction about uh, killing people for your job well you see I'm not the one who's killing them Dean mm. I am an inventor I am yeah. a creator of things sure. however my clients choose to use what I make right, is right. completely up to them. I'm, I'm just right. That would be like asking. Something. That would be like asking Albert Einstein if he feels guilty for the atom bomb. Right. right? Well, when a gun kills somebody, you don't blame the manufacturer. Do no. You? No. Heavens it's no. the person holding the gun. Or the person, clearly. you know, Colt or whoever invented the gun. Uh, yes. Yeah. Or the drone that was. Or the Chinese for making the gunpowder, gun or, or the. Or the metal for existing. Right. Maybe the casing. You can't take metal to court. You can't right. you can't put metal on trial. It's not the metal's fault. So interesting. So interesting. So, um, I'm, that is that is me essentially in a very so, uh, metaphorical way of thinking about it. And I love that. I love the idea that sort of like um, when thinking about the death penalty and and sending people al- along to the great beyond, that uh, almost no one is at fault or has responsibility for that. Exactly. Yeah. Except for the person being sent. They got themselves there somehow. And right. They should probably right. think about that. Exactly. And that's exactly the point, right? It was we're making an example of them so that people will think twice the next yes, time. Yes, yeah. Right. Yes. Right. And it, it's right. important to be innovative about such things. You know. Is not, it? Not everyone it? wants to kill someone the same way. Oh, it's like see. boxes of crayons. Not everyone is going to pick red or green. Some people sure. like a nice chartreuse or a purple, perhaps. So or when you a talk, lavender. so when you invent a new way to kill someone, you're doing it uh, not just because of the supply chain demand and everything, but you're doing it because the market demands yes. different ways yes. to kill people. Yes, yes, yes. Is that it's so? Good to have options, really. So, yes. So, but the death row inmate doesn't have the choice about how he he, he may die. Oh right? well, some prisons are very uh, progressive in that regard. Really. 
Absolutely. And they do allow the person a catalog of ways that they leave this planet. Well, that begs the question, if you were on death row, what would you choose? Oh, goodness. Oh, my. Well, I suppose I would say it is our, our latest product. Sure. is actually a, a homing frisbee that will decapitate somebody. And it's quite fun for the inmates, especially if they were enthusiastic about playing ultimate frisbee in their younger days. You know, a nice way to just chuck a disc and then it comes back and a wow. swoop and then no pain. Wow. They went out doing what they loved. That's so, incredible. Um, as an old ultimate frisbeer myself, I think that would just be entertaining. What's so interesting about this, I, I don't want to tip my hand here, but I have a second guest who I think you're going to love oh. who has a very similar hobby, which is uh, just uh, just a wild coincidence that we'll oh, get to a little lovely. later on. But uh, I, I think you're going to really enjoy talking to him. So, yeah, so I think that's so smart, that uh, idea of a sort of lethal homing frisbee, because I know when you are innovating in the death arena, you really have... Um, uh, you have a hard time sometimes patenting certain things. Like, yes. I know you were experimenting yes. with throwing people off to the tops of very high buildings, but yes. it's hard to patent and yes. market that to prisons, right? It, it is very hard. And yeah. the infrastructure required to have someone engage in a plummetous death is uh, quite uh, A plummetous death? Is that what we call it? That is, yes. Dying from great heights is a plummetous, plummetous death, death. As, mm. well, as you do plummet yeah. to your death. And if you if you die from a plummetous, plummetous death, really, presumably, nobody gets the fee associated with that, right? Like, if, mm, you, no. if you're... Does it, you you can't design that in a lab and then stamp your patent on it. Right? right. And it's actually a product that we try to devalue with a lot of our customers because mm. really you only build it once and then they get to use it as well, many times Well, they don't even need to build like. it, right? Presumably if they have a high enough uh, guard tower, they can just bring people up oh, there and throw really? them off. Right? You just need a way to elevate somebody that right. you wish to drop. And right. you can do that any you matter of way. You must have a deep knowledge of human physiology if you know every different way to kill them. Well, right? yes. You must know a lot about the human body if you want to destroy it in a number of ways. Is there any any part of the human body that uh, if we attack strategically will kill a person that you haven't yet had a chance to develop a product for? Well, we did used to have a product for the appendix, but that became problematic. So really? we've, we've sort of expanded. We're like, well, what, what around the area of an appendix can we still exploit? And let me tell you. Uh, a gastrointestinous death is uh, something that is an emerging market, actually. Really? Uh, Interesting. For, for the foodie. So do you uh, um, have a set amount of time that you uh, want a person to die within, in other words? Like you don't want it to go oh, on too long, well, right, I'm assuming? There's a certain amount of humanity involved in such things. And sure. typically somebody suffering for over 48 hours is looked down upon mm. in the industry. Cruel so, and unusual. Uh, yes. Well, uh, Cruel, definitely. Unusual, uh, you could say that about a lot Practically of things. Practically anything you do is uh, unusual, very, really. Very, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, to those uh, outsiders looking in, it perhaps seems a little strange or sure. unnatural, but for those of us who have been innovating within the uh, death industry, this is just, uh, it is Tuesday. Right, right. Interesting. Do you get, uh, you know, activists or people who think that what you're doing is cruel or like... It you know, drives me absolutely batty. Yeah. It, it, it vexes me. We've been killing people for eons. Absolutely. Uh, and it's animals did it before we do. Look at... Have you ever watched the Discovery Channel? Sure. Cheetahs chasing down an antelopes now, and gazelles and having a bit of a snack. And, uh, you know, uh, we are not cannibals, so I certainly don't condone eating anyone who we kill, but it's essentially the is same it ever, thing. Is it ever suggested as, a, like, using all parts of the buffalo kind oh, of situation where... Um, 
Yes, we have gotten some requests in the time mm. of our business where people have wanted to have some way of preparing the inmate mm. as a meal afterwards in case, you know, if they particularly wronged a group of people or a family mm. that they might feast upon the flesh of their enemies. But uh, um, that is that's more old school. Like, it is very <laughs> biblical, very, very medieval. But, you know, there's a place for that somewhere. I'm just not mm. interested. You know, it's yeah. just mm -hmm. humans these days, they, we all fill ourselves with absolute garbage so the meat quality uh, is poor no, so but it's, it's so like your cube steak so your compunction was not a moral one but a literally the taste of the flesh would not uh, be up to your standards if i am nothing else i am a man of quality dean yeah i can and see that i i'd like the the top notch of everything in life yes i mean that's i mean that's what it says on your business card it says dr jiff tendrils the best of everything. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. So what do you say to people who are worried about the fact that it's been proven over and over again that there are so many people on death row who uh, don't b belong there or incorrectly put there? What do you say to people who are being marched off to die in some horrifying way that you've devised who may not have done anything wrong? Um, I suppose I would say oops. Great. Great. Oops. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's all you can say in a situation like that, I suppose. Sometimes uh, the briefest message is the Great. best. Um, well, I want to talk to you a little bit about your hobby, but I'll do oh, that in a yes. second uh, when we come back uh, from our break. And I definitely want to bring our second guest in as well. Folks, my second guest today knows where you go if you become an enemy of the state, but he'll never tell. Before we get to that, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Attention all prison wardens in Florida, Georgia, Alabama, North and South Carolina, Tennessee, Mississippi, Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Kentucky, Missouri, Indiana, Ohio, Nebraska, Arizona, Utah, Nevada, South Dakota, Idaho, Wyoming, and Montana. Are you looking for new and innovative ways to dispose of the death row inmates you've got lying around taking up valuable incarceration space? Why not give Dr. Jif Tendrils a call at Life Complete Labs Limited? Dr. Tendrils is an expert in the creation of new and exciting ways to end the lives of those in our society who have committed the most egregious crimes, or at least the ones who were convicted of such crimes. We know prison budgets have been squeezed lately and killing people in-house can be expensive. The good news is, whatever the size of your budget and taste for human suffering, Life Complete has a comprehensive solution for you. From gastrointestinal deaths to droughtitis deaths, there's sure to be something in our catalog that meets the needs of your facility. Please note that Life Complete Labs and Dr. Jif Tendrils cannot be held responsible for any legal action, moral crusade, or revenge-motivated cannibalism that follows the intentional death of any person or persons, innocent or guilty. Life Complete Labs Limited. They pay the penalty, you pay less. And we're back. I'd like to remind you at this point, as I do every show, that I, Dean Ardenfell, am not and have never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Okay, we've been talking to Dr. Jif Tendrils from Life Complete Labs Limited, and now I'd like to bring in my second guest who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. He is a site manager for Dark Hold'em Incorporated, a high security contractor to the U.S. government that builds temporary holding facilities everywhere from Donna, Texas to Guantanamo, Cuba, to locations you and I aren't even allowed to know about. In his role as site manager, he supervises the construction of private maximum security holding areas that keep America safe from those who would do it harm, either through terrorism or coming here to steal our jobs. In his spare time, he plays Frisbee mini golf. Please welcome Cam Jamsport. Hey, Dean. Hello, Cam. How's it going? It's going so good. Oh, great. Uh, are you okay? You're breathing kind of heavy over there. Oh, I had to run here. We had a uh, an issue. An issue? Is everything all right? <sighs> it is now. Okay. Are you at liberty to say what happened, or are you... 
Uh, let's just say check the headlines tomorrow and uh, oh, wow. you can extrapolate from there. Okay. Uh, so you're you're building basically dark site prisons around the world for the U.S. government. Is that right? I hate the term dark site because they're lighted. We've got yeah. Light I mean, your company name is yeah. Dark Holdem. Right. Um, I've even seen some some of your uh, nastier critics uh, uh, talk about not only are you building dark site prisons, but they're uh, darker complexioned people inside of them. Uh, that's their whole joke they like to make. But that's I mean, they're just uh, poking the bear, aren't they? They're just trying to get a reaction. No, they're exactly right. Everything you just said. Oh, it, that's, is exactly. So right. it's all off the grid, and it's mostly people with dark complexions. I don't want to like make you feel uncomfortable here, and I know you're not allowed to talk to very many people about very many things. Yeah. What are the? Let's go with this. What are the challenges to you know? Let's say I want to build a, a some kind of a you know a holding facility in a place in the world that usually doesn't have that kind of thing. I'm assuming there are challenges to getting all the materials there and the labor and everything, right? It's oh a yeah, and we got to do it. Uh, and the part about it is we have to do it all covertly. Right. And right. so what we do is we have a trunk of disguises. No way, really. It's big, like a high school musical. Yeah. Really? It's, it's enormous. And what, what kind of disguises do y'all wear? Uh, what I can say is there's uh, lots of wigs, mm. lots of beards. There's uh, things that, you know, can change your... Uh, your, your gender presentation. Your gender, yes. Yeah. Uh, we mean? have uh, oh, not quite ripe bananas in there and, you know, uh, peaches and... I'm, I'm not following why how that would become... Is it like a... Like a <laughs> Like a hat with fruit on it? Does that Dean, mean? I want you to think about the, the shape of that. I'm not going to... Oh. I just want you to think about it. You would need to be able to like... Some people need to be able to cut a profile in the clothing that they're in, right? That, that makes it seem as though they're one gender when they're entirely another. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is that what... Stop <laughs> me if I'm... We do a lot of work at night and our silhouettes <laughs> need yeah. to be specific to sure. the character that we are inhabiting as we put these facilities together. Do you have a moment like when you're, are you ever uh, in some, one of these places and some local walks up to you and says, hey, what are y'all doing? And and you have to... We uh, say we're putting in an ice cream parlor. That's the that's what really? you say. Really? An yeah. ice cream parlor? Ice cream parlor, underground. Wow, wow. Does it, and do people buy that? Yeah, because oh, well, underground's cold. Mm, okay. We're yeah. going to keep the ice cream cold. I would, assume, I would assume you'd have to like have a bunch of talking points in case anyone asks follow-up questions about ice cream, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, I've become an expert on ice cream just really? because of that. I think I could probably open up my own ice cream shop now. Now, you're not, you're not uh, trying to fleece me. You really think you would. I think it's in my retirement plan. Wow. Uh, so uh, um, it must be a high-risk situation in terms of like what would happen in a worst-case scenario where like the world found out about you know, the location of or the, the specific details of some of these places. What a would happen to you bad or... people would be released. Okay, yeah, that, that's the thing, right? The enemies of America would be released. And, and when we say enemies of America, Dean, I'm mm. talking about all of them. Wow, amazing. And you don't feel uh, any kind of uh, guilt or, or anything about, uh, you know, it's been suggested that we only build these things so that we can, you know, deny people their rights of habeas corpus and all that and we can throw whoever habeas, we want. Huh? Uh, you know, the Corpse? the idea of putting people in a facility without any kind of judicial process or anything like that. You don't feel, uh, you don't feel. They're any, here trying to take our jobs. You have a very confused look on your face. Our so. people and, and kill them. They're already guilty. Yeah, right. I guess the question uh, uh, a lot of people have is like, how do you, how, do, how are you and the U.S. government, the. Uh, judge, jury, and executioner and determiner of who is and is not a threat to America. You know, Nobody cares how this stuff gets done. They care about 
if uh, if their job is going to be there when they go in in the morning right. and if their kid's going to be safe on a bus. We got to make the hard decisions just like Jack Nicholson in that movie. Yeah. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Right, right. You want me in that ice cream hole in the ground. You need me in there. Right. And famously in that movie, everybody agreed with Jack Nicholson. Yes. Yeah. Dr. Jiff, what are your thoughts on all this? Do you, um, I mean, I'm sure there's some overlap here in that you're both in one way or another, intentionally or otherwise, kill people for a living. As as well. Uh, Wait a minute now. We don't kill anybody. Those people have a good life in those facilities. Okay, do they? All right. They have a wonderful life. Okay. We come in, we have Taco Tuesday. Interesting. Okay. You don't hear that. No. We have Taco Tuesday because we want to make them feel at home. And that's not and like. And give them tacos. That's not like the imaginary ice cream. No. This oh. is a real deal. We have somebody go in uh-huh. and have, give them Taco Tuesday. We have Casual Friday mm. mm-hmm. where if you want to go naked, you can because there's nothing. They can't change their clothes. They're, they're in there with it. But they, if they want Casual Friday, we give them Casual Friday. I mean, I, I've seen some pictures of this. Um, Taco Tuesday situation. It just looks like a bunch of people in cages eating uh, rancid tacos that have been, you know, donated by a local school. And I think the 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 press has like turned this into something. I think it's great that you're able to turn this into a win for you all, PR wise. You know. I mean that I listen. I would not eat bad food. Hmm. Uh, I have a I have a stomach like a, a steel trap. But mm. I, I would not eat bad food, and I eat every single one of those tacos on Taco Tuesday. Uh, another wow. man of quality. Exactly. See, I see, uh, I see. The caliber of your guests, I must say, is peerless. Oh, thank what you. What a pleasure. Well, it's it's not me. It's because they all work for Hogs with Cooper Media, the greatest and what, biggest company in the world. What a company to bring such beautiful minds together. Right, right. I wonder if there is a... a so I am assuming that there might be a situation in which... Someone at one of your facilities um, has done something bad enough that it requires the death penalty. And I'm assuming that in that case, you might want to call Dr. Jiff here and end up uh, with one of his products. Is that something that is that a talk that's already happening? Dr. Jiff, what would you what would you recommend for for a terrorist holding cell death penalty? Any ideas? Well, you know, with the Taco Tuesday, we would love to continue to promote our gastrointestinal death. What a great method Beautiful. to deliver it. You know, if yeah. they're already eating a rancid taco, then certainly they will mm. not recognize the strange taste of our concoction in there as well. Wow, wow. Variety that is the spice of life, you know. We would hire you on the spot. And, That's the truth. And you don't, uh, you don't feel any problems with the idea that like, because uh, usually when, it, when a death penalty happens, the person is very much aware that they're about to die, but yes, you're you're yes. advocating for like uh, poisoning people's tacos so that they don't even notice. Well, what is your feeling on not not telling someone that you're about to kill them? Um. Well, again, I'm not the one killing you're them. Not the philosopher, not right? Them. Yeah. You know, this is all whoever is holding whatever implement is being used. It is their responsibility. Mm. But you know, in some cases, it is a little bit more merciful to not tell somebody. You know, sure, sure. some of our more uh, immediate and excruciating methods of inducing death are quite unpleasant. And if you don't see it coming, I think it's just better for everyone involved. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like ripping a Band-Aid off or something when your mom does it when you're not looking. Precisely. Except the Band-Aid is some key vital organ or head or skin, something along those lines. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I'd love to talk about your hobbies, both of you, before we go here. Dr. Jiff uh, Tendrils, your your hobby is collecting uh, snake skins, old yes, snake skins that you yes, find. Yes, yes. Um, what's, what, what, what's the attractive part of that for you as a hobby? I like the texture. 
Interesting. Yeah. Um, there's something about uh, finding a fresh snakeskin and and draping it across one's face and wrapping wow, it around really? one's hands, uh, and you know it's something that some other creature left behind. Mm-hmm. It's like finding a gift. It's like Christmas. Huh. Interesting. Like I don't. I always just think of it as like kind of a gross byproduct of a you know of a, a reptile's everyday life but i never yeah, thought of it as like fall autumn leaves you know precisely. crinkling in your hands or what, what have and, you and one day that might be all that we have left as as mm. leaves continue to be more scarce when somebody sure. wants that chai latte wearing a vest and the sound of boots hitting crumply leaves and they won't be there the only thing that you will have is a snake skin Interesting. So, and you will want to step I mean, on you, it to get the nostalgia. So you've really like scaled up the idea ah, of s- uh, pun. Oh, uh, I didn't even mean to yeah, do that. Did I, not tell me. I'm never clever. smart enough to come up with a pun like that on my own. I just like, accidentally happened. So you're <laughs> thinking that if enough trees lose their leaves and people demand the the sound and the feel of walking on dried leaves, that scattering used snake skins all over the ground would create the same effect. Well, what would you suggest? Potato skins? I, I don't. Um, and what about you, Cam? You, uh, here's the funny part, Dr. Jeff, uh, Cam here plays Frisbee mini golf. So you have that product that kills people. That's yes, a Frisbee, yes. a, like a, a Frisbee. A but Frisbee's death. A Frisbee. <laughs> yes. A Frisbee's death. So, um, now presumably Cam, this Frisbee mini golf of yours doesn't kill anybody, right? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. So this is just, fr- I'm assuming this is Frisbee golf, but. On a miniature golf but course. Small. Small. Everything's and small. But small. the Frisbees are not small. Okay, so... A, the a, hole is small. It's on a really? regular mini golf course. We just have Frisbee. What happens when the big Frisbee won't fit in the small hole? That happens quite frequently. Okay. And we have yet to have anybody have a hole in one. Right. It would just, it would just bounce right out. Usually what happens is you throw it, it wings... You get so mad that you crush it up into tiny pieces okay. and then it gets in the hole that way. It sounds like this hobby might be more for like a bunch of guys who might have some repressed rage issues and might just need something to take it out on. Does that sound right? That sounds actually pretty accurate. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, guys, ha- guys have to have a chance to do that. Otherwise, they got to talk about what they're feeling all the time. And Ugh. That's nope. gross. Yeah. Nope. In fact, we have a big old fist fight before we even start. The competition. You start it with a fist fight. We start it with a fist fight. What is the purpose of that? You got to get, you know, some of the rage out before you start Mm. the mini golf. Because we used to not have the fist fight. Mm. And uh, some of the mini golf uh, structures were getting broken. I see. Like the clown was getting, you know, damaged because people, Mm. you know, couldn't just take their rage out on the frisbee. They had to take it out on the frisbee and the clown and the dinosaur and the haunted house. And right. it was just awful. Right. So you want to like, almost like you'd wear a little kid out before bed or something. You want to make That's sure That's exactly that, right. Yeah. And sometimes right. kids are involved, unfortunately. Oh, so you just play this at a regular old golf It's just a regular, course. we just bring frisbees. I see. And just chuck them. I see. And sometimes there are children around watching you all beat each other up and and destroy the mini golf course it, yes and sometimes they join in which mm. is fun multi-generational interesting thing. and and you know dr jiff you've got like this lethal frisbee yes, yes, yes um and and cam here has a hobby that's actually a lot more dangerous than the frisbee i'm I actually thinking i might bring hey, well, one with me sometime. bring a let, fatal let, frisbee let me ask you a question cam if, if you were to choose a way if you got to pick the way that you died would you be interested in a frisbee's death where you could the minute ch- chuck you said your... frisbee's 
I was on board. You see, this is exactly wow. what I'm talking about, Dean. We wow. have a product for everyone, and it's, it's nice true. to have options. Do you foresee a, a, a world in which um, these these ways of dying that you have invented are no longer relegated to just death row inmates, and that maybe there's a future where we all live to be 150 or 200 years old, but by the time we get to that age, you know, we're tired of living and we want to be able to choose the way that we oh, go. Yes. Maybe there's a, you know, a way that people can actually choose how they wish to die. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> I studied under Dr. Kevorkian and myself, actually, and really? I quite believe that people should have the right, if they so choose, to end their lives. Um, the political climate around such things is a bit calamitous, mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we have many uh, projects waiting to be greenlit for a time when the American people are less concerned about people leaving the earth, you now. Right, and it's so strange, Dean. Hmm. People love to rail at the wind about overpopulation, but then when you say, "Well, what if we let people kill themselves?" they suddenly get so defensive. Right? What? If, what? They want their right. cake and they want to eat it too, That's and they true. want that cake to not give them a gastrointestinal death. But, Astounding. But then I think history is going to prove you right because I think eventually we'll be in a situation where there are no more leaves and we're all. Walk around on snakeskins, and we're all choosing our own death uh, right off the shelf well, from something from Life Complete Limited. I, I certainly hope that I have a crabitous death before that happens. Is that was it? Is that your chosen method yes, to go? Yes, yes. It's actually in and, my final will and testament that I am to be totally butchered by a, a pod of raving crabs, king crabs. Wow, wow, that sounds painful. I imagine it will be, but uh, I will have gone out feeling something. I see. And Cam, I don't know if you ever answered the question, is there a particular way that if you could choose, now, you know, this is a long way off, obviously, but they could, could choose to go? I mean, Frisbitus sounds amazing to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd just get excited thinking about it. It's almost, it reminds me of like Odd Job in that old uh, Bob, James oh, Bond yes, movie, right? Didn't he have a finger hat that did that? A yes, that he I, did. I will admit that was a source of inspiration yeah. for the research and development team. It, well, you know, you, it's part of the marketing appeal if people see it already right. in, in popular media and who's more popular than James Bond? Right, exactly. Who's more popular than James Bond? You know what? I... I don't know what I would choose if I could choose uh, oh, my own death. Would you, is there something that you would uh, suggest for me? Oh, this might be right up your alley. We, as a part of uh, Hogswood Cooper Media, we have given the option to have people uh, encased in concrete in, in the foundation of new Hogswood Cooper Media buildings. Oh, I think you hit it on the head there. I, that is a perfect poetic way for me to go out because I've dedicated my life to this podcast and to Hogswood Cooper despite never having worked there and them uh, never really being interested in what I'm doing over here. Uh, and I, I think that, you know, just showing them my ultimate sacrifice would be a, a way to get their attention Absolutely. and really feel like I had uh, accomplished something with my life. Yes, so yes, thank yes, you for that. I will keep that in my back pocket. <laughs> Should I ever have the choice to do it? Oh, well, we'll be interested to hear from you when you do. Excellent. <laughs> Dr. Jif Tendrils was played by Noel Porter. He's a very funny Vermont improviser. You can often find him performing on teams like Boom City and Villains. Cam Jamsport was played by Meredith Gordon. She is an incredibly funny stand-up comedian who performs around Vermont as herself and as her amazing aging nightclub persona, Thelma Forbanks. Also check out her Etsy shop. It's called Deep Cut Creations. You're going to love it. I'm Nathan Hartswick playing Dean Ardenfell. Please follow this podcast at The Corporation Pod on Instagram. 
Join our Facebook group, Fans of the Corporation. Subscribe, rate, review, all the stuff the podcasters tell you to do. The Corporation is a production of Unicow Media, the official tiny little podcast network of Vermont Comedy Club, located in beautiful Burlington, Vermont. Vermont.